and going. I told you it was going to get busy, and it's only going to get busier than this. Uh, this isn't the reason, but another reason, a contributing factor, that feature film, feature film February idea, not going to go through with it. January tracks are up, all of them. Chat, GPT, friend, foe, or fad could replace Google, couldn't it? Working on Double uh, SP 37, that's my big podcast. Sandletoon Bar Street closed. I found that about a couple days ago, but honestly... Does, it, does anyone even care? Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. Wherever you are in the world, I'm based in Beijing, China. Been here for several years, and uh, there seems to be a grand reshuffle going on right now. Um, even <laughs> I heard from another uh, lady today that, she, today, that she, lady today that she is leaving, thinking about leaving Beijing. So, um, and <laughs> it was kind of funny because this uh, also on Twitter there was this guy posting about who sort of is remaining, who has remained in China. It's basically uh, people who have business here, businesses here, people who are married, or people who can't find uh, a job with uh, similar or better prospects elsewhere. And I'm like, can we add the people who don't want to move their apartment, <laughs> like who don't want to pack? And they're like, it's just easier to stay here, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, but I guess I do fall into camp number three in that regard because uh, uh, whether I'd be able to find another setup that's similar to this, and it doesn't even—it's not even about the money necessarily, although that's part of it. It's about the setup that I'd have to pack up and move all the stuff, reset it up, and I'm not sure I would like to lose that time uh, to to moving around without sort of a definite sort of plan or anything like that. Now, does that mean? What, like, will I ever travel again? Will I ever go backpacking again? This actually has crossed my mind before that with all of these month-long projects, have I put myself into a situation that if I don't do this, all of a sudden I'm dropping the ball? Can I do this thing while I'm traveling? Would it be distracting if I did it while I was traveling? And so that is sort of the uh, the question that I have is that uh, at what point do these um, month-long projects become... Uh, sort of a hindrance to progressing forward. I, know it's, I mean, it's very early to to say this. I mean, I, I kind of, I guess I have, I'm, I'm, of, I'm, I'm of two minds. Number one is that whole backpacker mentality. It's like, well, I don't, com- I don't want to commit, right? No, I might leave. I'm going to leave tomorrow, and then ten years later, you're still there, right? Or even three months later, you're still there. Uh, but uh, paying day by day for the the hostel, by the way, so you have to move bunks because you forgot to renew your your agreement. Oh, whatever. Uh, but um, these albums, I'm thinking like I've done a couple of these already. Ten years from now, having ten albums, ten sets, ten years of December drumming tracks, ten years of January song of day uh, challenges under my belt. That's pretty neat. Pretty cool. I mean, especially if some of them were recorded on the road. So I guess kind of like how this uh, this daily digest of a podcast uh, can be taken just about anywhere. Uh, I mean, how much do I have to commit to the idea that it has to be, uh, you know, generated with MIDI files or professional DAWs or anything like that, or use plugins? Could it just be like 31 days of, you know, thumping the hand against the table <laughs> or other parts <laughs> right i mean so it's sort of 
the idea being that it's more about the inspiration, more about the process, keeping the mechanical, the mechanics and the mechanicalness of the the workflow, rather than thinking that every song that you're going to make is going to be the next viral sensation, right? And I mean, not that I'm thinking that with this stuff, because again, these are sketches, these are musical sketches, audio sketches uh, that I've been working on. Uh, but yeah, it kind of does give me a little perspective and maybe maybe I just haven't got it through my system yet of tr- wanting to try all the you know the pretty things I see online like all these people doing tutorials on YouTube and stuff like that going well like well I'd like to try that out you know I have that program I'd like to have a go at it and, and, and stuff like that um, whether or not I'd be able to transition to move from China to another place right how long would it take when would I do it and how I mean that's what would the new setup sort of be like that I guess that would sort of the uh, how long would it take me to set up the next setup I guess is where uh, the concern would be because anyone who's moved uh, locations moved uh, apartments I mean things always change right and it's not like you you can have your studio but something's going to change you're going to throw out some things you're like I never really used that it was an idea never did anything with it um, or you're like, well, now that I have the room, I may as well add this or that. Um, typically, I guess, I mean, I guess one reason why you'd move locations is because you've expanded or because wherever you are just became a little too much to deal with. Like you, you want to stop fighting it rather than working with it. And we, I think that that working with period goes fine for a while, but then you start adding stuff or, you know, deciding to do this or that, like you've had speakers or you want to uh, do some other things. You want to set up a little studio. You don't want to have to keep on setting up the microphone every night. Hint, hint, that's what I had to do. I mean, you might want to start moving around places, but so all this goes back to like, you know, <laughs> This guy who's saying, you know, the people who are left in China are basically three to five years. If you last three to five years, you're anything over three to five years is basically one of those three categories, maybe four, right? So again, um, you, you have a business, you're married to a, a local, or uh, you can't find a job of a similar or better prospect than what you have here in China, um, which is kind of notable that a lot of the ESL teachers took off. So what does that say, right? <laughs> um, the uh, well, so anyway, this has led me to sort of think. Um, well, that's part of it, but uh, with busyness and stuff like that, uh, taking advantage of the situation where it's going to be busy for the next couple of months. Yesterday, I was talking about trying to, um, you know, inspire myself, motivate myself, um, you know, give that uh, sort of pep talk to get the feature film February underway, and it's just. I was, I was, I started doing some rough sketches yesterday, uh, like last night after I basically hung up, uh, and I was like, okay, this is an idea, it kind of excites me, but at the same time, I'm kind of going, this, this is going to be rushed, like, it's not going to be something where I can say that I would really enjoy the process, because it would be more of a work commitment, a commitment to following through with the idea rather than a commitment to broadening my horizons, as it were, broadening my my skills and my uh, sort of capabilities. So as much as it pains me, I think I'm going to have to put this on hold. I'm going to bank this idea. Whether or not I get to it later on in the year, 
a very good question. I do want to continue on with the um, the sculpting, the the molding. I think that's a very good idea, a very good skill uh, to pick up and spend some time working on. But I mean, again, I'm, I'm doing this with you know studying Chinese at the same time, uh, working full time, working out, and stuff like that. And uh, today I was actually even working on episode number thirty seven of my podcast. Uh, so uh, that that also takes time, and I don't want that one to get pushed back too far, right? Like. A week, okay, two weeks, fine. But waiting a month to publish an episode, I think is too much. I want a faster turnaround. This one will get turned around faster because it's uh, not as, um, actually, it's, well, it's a substantial length, I can tell you the truth. Uh, it will, I'll, I'll get it up within the, the next week or so, especially if I don't have this other commitment of trying to create a feature film throughout February. The other thing with the feature film idea is that, again, as I've mentioned several times before, I'm just I'm coming off of two months of creating audio, not visual. This would be different if I was at the other end of March Motion and maybe make your movie. So in June, if I were to look back and go, okay, well now I have two months of audio, two months of video. What can I make from that? What would sort of be the best of? What would be like a a compilation of it before I start the quote unquote next season? which would be like the next school year or after September, basically, or for me, more importantly, the next contract, if there is another contract in China, right? Because that's when my, my contract sort of uh, comes to an end. So that is, uh, that's sort of how I gauge the production cycle right now. Like December would be not the end of the production cycle. It'd be the beginning of a new production cycle. Actually, this would begin with NaNoWriMo, like in uh, November, trying to write a, a book sort of thing. That's sort of like your opening volley. Uh, and then December is commitment to drumming. January uh, January is uh, writing songs with melodic components. Uh, February, I guess, is going to be a, a month off or finish February, like getting some, you know, just reorganizing stuff. March is for motion. April for After Effects. May is making the video clips. So that would be like one full season of creation and it runs pretty much the gamut of a, a school season i guess as well you know the northern hemisphere school season uh like in, in over the winter months and that's a pretty ch- good chunk i mean it's a chunk of the, the year there right and add to that you know again learning chinese and working full time um these things take up time <laughs> uh and as much as i'd like to think that i could do a thousand things at once um it's not always possible because you do actually need to be able to focus on one or two things hopefully one and just work on that one thing and the the, the hours slip by i tells you so did get January January all uploaded last night. Um, all the tracks are up. I haven't published the full. There's one track actually I got to rename because uh, I, I I named it one way and I was like that's not actually what it's supposed to be. So I got to rename it and redo the title card. But I'll get to that. Uh, it, probably not tonight. Probably tomorrow. Uh, and then that way I'll publish the full playlist and uh, that will be done and done. Uh, but if you haven't had a chance to listen, I've published everything, so all the January tracks are up. Uh, same with December drumming, so you can have a listen at those. Compare my uh, beginning and end uh, songs, if you will, from December 1st to, De- uh, to January 31st. Uh, what do you think? I mean, is, is it any good? Is it any bad? Did you get any ideas from it? Uh, what, what were the highlights? What were the lowlights? What were the, uh, what is this guy doing sort of moments, right? Chat GPT. Now, this is the Alder Rage, and I, I spoke about this a little bit on Monday, um, and I posted a question on, on Facebook saying, you know, is this a friend, foe, or fad? Most people said 
Uh, it's not a fad. Uh, it can be a foe to some prospects, to some jobs, but it's more than likely here to stay. And I, I can't help but think I agree with this because in thinking through sort of what it represents, uh, it's a it's all of the research or the hours that you spent Googling, right? You can no longer say, well, we'll just go Google it. It's going to be, now go chat it up or chat GPT, chat, chat GD. How do you say this bloody thing? Chat GPT up. You know, that's what you got to go. Just go chat GPT. It just ask the internet. Just chat, ask what? what? Oh, no, it needs a better name. Ch- ask the chat bot. Maybe it, it can't be GPT. They got to change that name. It's, it's too hard to, to pronounce. Um, there's AI that shit, man. Right. But the idea being that instead of going through all those forum posts on Quora, Apple discussions, uh, Reddit, and putting up with all the snide remarks from all the, uh, the trolls and the, um, the, the nerds out there. Well, did you check your system settings? No, what system settings? Well, you got to check. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just open up terminal. <laughs> terminal thing. Who uses that? Come on. If it's not a UI, if it's not a user interface, why is it even doing on a modern computer, right? <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Programming has its place. But uh, that's, so all that being said with ChatGPT. Uh, so I've been watching some of these um, YouTube videos of what these guys are doing. And there's one guy was actually asking uh, this program to spit out After Effects scripts. So this changes things. This is where it changes things. Because with Google, you could ask for scripts and you'd get a thousand, you'd get 10 responses on the first page. Then you'd search through a bunch of them. You'd pick out the parts that you need. You try to compile that, and this would take you about an hour or half an hour anyway. And you couldn't automate that program, that, that process. You had to do it on your own. Uh, and then after that, you just find out the program didn't work, and you'd have to Google why it doesn't work anymore, right? Well, what, what this guy was doing, and what others I, I see are doing, is they're asking ChatGPT to come up with an answer. It does. You try to run that script, gives an error. You copy-paste that error into ChatGPT. You run it again. It gives you a new answer. You modify the script. So, and the, it builds upon previous questions, previous answers. And that's where the beauty lies is because unlike Google, which does remember what you search but doesn't add to it, you still have to compile it. This program gives you the answer. It, it, and forget the political stuff. Get away from that already. We're talking like the code that runs websites. How do I make this? Can you generate this? And it gives you all those times where you're just like, could you just give me the answer? There you go. In code format, copy, paste, run, compile, run, done. That's that's where this thing's going to change it. Now, alongside ChatGPT, there's also all these AI things, uh, these uh, AI uh, images and stuff. Now, I've talked about NFTs before. Some people get it. Some people don't. I've heard that the idea that blockchain technology will be a substan- will be in our futures. ChatGPT and these image modification or these AI image generators almost guarantee or almost sort of provoke 
the need, the want, the desire to be on the blockchain by way of an NFT that is tracked to your bank account, but most importantly, your taxes. That's where this is going. Uh, you, you heard it. If you haven't heard this before, I think I've talked about NFTs and taxes before and how the blockchain is like the new taxation system because the government will just be able to track everything a whole lot better and they're not going to get rid of that idea. Hells no. So the idea with the NFTs is that every image that you post online. Now, there's some debate whether or not if you post it to Facebook or Twitter, who owns it? A lot of people say, well, it's your photo, you took it, you own the original, but Facebook owns the copy of it on their website, on their servers, and you can delete it, but that doesn't prevent Facebook from archiving it, right, and using an archived version of it at whatever quality that they use, right, and that will become an issue. You might have the high-res photo, but they have the low-res photo that they have, maybe according to terms and services, debating on uh, no, depending on who you sort of ask in terms of legality, they have the low-res photo, the photo that they can reuse for marketing purposes or whatever purposes. You NFT that. but So instead, what's got to happen is that NFT can't be a different site that you go upload then share. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. NFT has got to be built into Facebook or into Twitter or into YouTube, so that when you do upload a photo, every time someone shares it, so it goes through a proprietary NFT system, NFT blockchain, blah, 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 blah. Whatever the blah, 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 blah is. That, the blah, 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 blah is like OpenSea.io. It's like uh, that other one that does all the conversions and stuff like that into NFT stuff, generating a wallet, generating a wallet, generating all these sort of digital assets that can be sold, wherein... You know, if someone shares your image, so you post it, it runs through this algorithm, the NFT algorithm. Now your image is an NFT and ever, and it's stamped. And every time it's shared, and if, it's, if it ever generates a penny, you get a fraction of that penny. Now it's going to be pathetically small. Don't get me wrong, it's not going to be big. But it gets shared enough times, and that's where you get the money. The memes... Hollywood's going to get on this. The, the tax man's going to get in on this. The, polit- the political parties that, you know, if you're... All of a sudden, the companies won't be able to do lobbies anymore because the pol- politicians won't need it. They're going to monetize, NFTize all the memes about them. They're going to use their likeness. Hey, sure, you political satire, great. Sure, satire me some more, baby, because every time you do, I get a penny. And you get... You get satirized a billion times, a billion pennies. That's at least $10 after inflation. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, the tax man wins. And the tax man takes, what, 50% of that? <laughs> What's the tax man take of uh, your, your, is it capital gains? Is it income? Or what is that? Is it dividend world royalties? Uh, probably fit in, well, they'd probably classify as in, income and tax you at the highest rate possible to tell you the truth they wouldn't claim it as a royalty um because it's, they wouldn't yeah they just wouldn't so so that's where i sort of see this sort of thing it's okay so i don't know if i've completed the circle here with nfts the bitcoin the block uh sorry not bitcoin blockchain uh ai generators so these ai generators such as um stability stability diffusion dali 2 and stuff like that 
they create the you uh, it's from it's text to image so you put on um scientists uh at you know generating a black hole um english teacher eating a a salad and it will generate an image for you so you kind of like how google just gave you images that you can actually use this you can like uh you know an apple riding a bicycle and it will generate something like that right um an air conditioner walking down the street you know it's something you know like that stephen king movie uh, or, or a short story where the uh the is it the the lathe or whatever it is the the factory machine comes alive and uh, swallows the woman and heads down the street or something so something like that you can do these sorts of things uh the idea being that if ai this ai generated image is scouring the entire internet picking out all of these elements from different photos your photo currently not getting credited currently not getting paid even if it's a strand of hair an eye color or whatever the idea that if you've posted something to Facebook, through Twitter, through YouTube, to Instagram, take whatever. Instagram is the next NFT generator. That's okay. I'm calling it right there. Same with uh, same with uh, Twitter. Elon Musk will not let that go. NFT generators built into those sites. You upload a photo. They now become so, quote unquote in the public domain, meaning that anyone can access them. Not so much that they can just use them, whatever, but anyone can access them. AI generators grab them. They take note of the tag. They take no. Uh, they grab what they need, uh, and they uh, when that image is generated and then used, you again get like a fraction of the income. So again, you have not only the f- primary asset, you you still have the original high res photo, but now there's an NFTized version online, and then there's an AI borrowed copy that has also been tagged with your NFT blockchain number. So you have three little instances of this, uh, the same photo, even if it's just a little piece, right? I mean, it's it's spot, it's product placement times a billion sort of thing. That's where I see this going. That's my crazy idea. I kind of think it's going to work, but at the same time, I'd be surprised if it doesn't, to tell you the truth. The other question is, how do I get it to work? <laughs> San Latoon Bar Street. All right, so uh, this is the last little uh, bit here. Honestly, Beijing folks... Uh, when was the last time you went to this thing? I remember hearing about it, and I remember walking through San Latoon the, like the first couple of times. The first time I went to San Latoon, I remember seeing a, like a street with a bunch of they looked like bars, but they could also be like uh, kitschy uh, clothing stores. One of the two, right? At night, they're lit up with neon lights, and they they look just very skanky. Okay, they look like you go there if you're looking to get scammed or if you want to be picked off by the elder women who prowl the the cougars okay i mean it's the old the elderly it's the older ladies who are trying to pick off some of the younger men who might not be aware of where they are sort of thing like that's that's the vibe uh, so it wasn't i i actually to tell you the truth i don't think i've ever if i if I ever went there, it must have been a long time ago, and it must have been like in one of those crazy nights. But I don't remember at all going there, at least not think ever thinking that it would be a good idea to go there. I've walked past there many times, but all being said, it's shut down. It's it's gone. It's that has been. It's going to be regentrified into something else, recycled, reused. 
it's gone. Uh, so those bar, those skanky little bars are gone. The only people I remember hearing talk about those bars are, in quotation marks, the old guys. And by old, I mean the guys who've been here for a long time. We're talking 15, 20 years, specifically 15. Because those guys, particularly the guys, not too many of the I don't really meet the girls who did this, right? But the guys would talk about how Sound Latoon was before the Olympics, maybe just after the Olympics, and how everything changed once the Olympics, 2008 Olympics, came to Beijing. That was when China changed. And that is when Sound Latoon, that was before and after Sound Latoon was something. So before Sound Latoon was something to go to, after it was still there, but it wasn't the same. And by like 2012, 2015, at the very latest, Salatoon had basically become like a high-end sort of shopping district that meant more for, for photos than for anything necessary. I don't know. I, you guys miss it? When was the last time you went? All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes and tracks, uh, vids up on my website, stevenzerski.com. And of course, this podcast is available for streaming all over the place. And if you can, um, go ahead and share it around if you want to. Uh, give me a little bit of promotion. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, and I actually, uh, oh, so a couple days ago, I was talking about like the, the spike in numbers. And I, today I'm talking about chat GTP, chat GPT. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. What if, what if it's the bots? What if it's the AI algorithm, uh, you know, trolling, trawling my information? Because I do post a very short blog post along with these episodes on Anchor. And on Spotify and on my website, I'm wondering if that might be it. I'm not getting any more popular. It's just the bots <laughs> like pilfering my information. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.